0: Effective living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Isaiah 54, we want to continue from where we left off on the subject of voices. Isaiah 54, 17 says, verse 17, it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. So this scripture means that If it is a weapon of the enemy, the Bible says, don't worry, it will not prosper. Before they even formed it, it is already dysfunctional. It will not work against you. Amen. All right. But then he went and said, and every tongue which rises against you. So there are tongues that will rise against you in the form of voices. The tongue has one important assignment, to speak. So every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. The tongue rises against you in judgment. That means that tongue wants to bring condemnation and destruction to your life. It is not rising against you to wish you good and wish you well. The Bible said if it's a weapon, it won't function. But if it's a tongue, there's something you need to do about it. It says you shall condemn. And the process of condemnation is praying and, you know, raising counter voices against every voice in the spirit that seeks to speak to destroy you. I said last Sunday that the spirit realm is controlled by voices. The spirit realm is directed by voices. You know, spiritual activity is regulated by voices. In the absence of any voice, nothing happens in the spirit. That is why Genesis 1 Verse 2 and 3, it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving upon the earth, but nothing happened. But verse 3, a voice began to come out. And God said, Let there be light. And things began to happen. And God said, Everything that happened, happened because God said it. And so, things happen in your life negatively because somebody said it. some way, somehow, somebody said it. Or you said it yourself. And good things must happen in your life is because you said it. Alright, so we've been de- we are dealing with seven critical voices that you have to deal with. The vo- number one is the voice of those who hate you. We've dealt with that. And please, for your information, no matter how good you are, somebody hates you. In fact, people hate you a long time before they met you. It has nothing to do with something bad you did. They just don't like you And there's nothing you can do about it. There are people who hate you before they are now finding reasons to justify their hatred of you. They just don't like you. And everybody that hates you doesn't wish you well. Somebody cannot hate you and wish you well at the same time. That's why Jesus compared hatred to murder. Jesus said in the Old Testament, murder is the sin. In the New Testament, hatred is the dangerous one. All right. Number two. The the voice of spiritualists and occultists. We've dealt with that also. Occultists and spiritualists, they fight us through spells, charms, rituals, and all that. All right. So, anytime you are dealing with spiritualists and occultists that are fighting you, you need to target rituals and destroy every ritual against your life, every spell. Every chance, they perform oracles, divination. You need to know how to take your stand in fasting and prayer and render them nullified and destroyed against your life. And if you know how to pray these prayers, they can take you anywhere on this planet. You will still be fine. You will still just be fine and prosperous. Now, the third one, who can remember? The voice of what? Family curses. In every family, there are cases that speak as a voice. Last Friday, we dealt with that. We are moving to the fourth one. Fourth. The fourth voice is the voice of altars. 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 What is an altar? Everybody, what is an altar? It is any platform on which exchange takes place between human beings and the spirit world. A platform... There was a platform on which there is an exchange. There was the exchange between human beings and the spirit world. It could be human being and the demonic world, or human being and God. Are you following? So on an altar, what normally happens is that sacrifices take place. That sacrifice is an offering unto the spirits. Entity in return for certain spiritual virtues or blessings. So, in the days of our ancestors, they did sacrifices on altars, shed, you know, uh, perform blood sacrifices in return for certain favors. But you see, any time an altar is erected, it demands for sacrifices perpetually. When I say perpetual, it means forever. And if it is an altar unto the devil, once the sacrifices stop. You see, because anywhere there is an altar, that altar is dedicated to a particular deity. And that deity is responsible for responding to the sacrifice. That is coming from people. So in the book of Numbers 23, I will show you an example. Verse 1. He said, then Balaam said to Balak, build seven altars for me here and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. So Balak said, Balaam, come and cast the Israelites for me. And Balak said, this one is a heavy duty assignment. The people are very strong. I need seven altars. Seven is the number of perfection. And then he said, for each altar, bring one ram and one bull. That's not a joke. And up to now, it's happening. People are demanding sacrifices every day to perform rituals over your life and over your family and children and everything. When you become too powerful at the workplace, somebody who doesn't like you, who doesn't know God, is going somewhere. To ask them that you are becoming too powerful and strong. They should limit you. They should put a break on you. They ask for sacrifices. And these sacrifices performed on the altar. It brings the person who is offering the sacrifice and a particular deity into um, covenant and interaction. Now, what this altar is going to do, it's going to continue speaking against the Israelites. It's going to continue speaking. Are you following me? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to continue speaking. This altar is supposed to continue to speak against the Israelites. Can you imagine seven altars? Each with the blood of seven bulls. One bull and one ram on each altar. All of them. Every altar, you know, flowing with blood. And these altars, they speak. And they speak against people. Every altar has a voice. The voice of the altar is the voice of the intended purpose for which the sacrifice was offered. Verse 14 of this same scripture. Look at verse 14. So he brought him to the field of Zophim, to the top of Pisgah, and built seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Now, please, the one we read in verse 1 is different from this one. The verse 1, everything they did did not work. Balaam said, you see, Balaam was a spiritualist. He understand spiritual dam. He said, let's change the location. Let's change the location. Maybe I can cast them from another location. So let's move. So they changed the location. And he said, same strategy. Seven altars, One bull, one ram on each. And you know, at that time, Moses was the in charge of Israel. Can you imagine Moses praying in the night and Balaam releasing curses? (laughs) You know, Israel were also doing their sacrifices in their camp. They had a tabernacle. And go and read the book of Leviticus. Every day, sacrifices are being offered in the tabernacle. Because at that time, Jesus, Jesus had not died. Sacrifices were being ordered every day. And the high priest was Aaron performing sacrifices. The, the prophet in charge was Moses, lifting up intercession and prayer. Balaam was pronouncing curses, but the thing was not penetrating. It wasn't getting anywhere. And I pray over your life in the name of Jesus that they will take you everywhere, but it will not work. They will take you everywhere. They will do a lot, but it will not work. You will live to fulfill destiny. You will live to fulfill the number of your days. You will fulfill God's plan and purpose concerning your life. In the name of Jesus. Verse 23. Three times they did this. 23. No, 29. Verse 29. Then Balaam said to Balak, Build for me here seven altars and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. Three different occasions and different locations. Three different times. Balaam got tired. He got tired. And then he left them alone. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. Deuteronomy 12. He said, you shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall dispossess serve their gods. On the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. Let's go on. And you shall destroy their altars. Break their sacred pillars and burn their wooden images with fire. You shall cut down the carved images of their gods and destroy their names from that place. So every altar that is speaking against you, you have a responsibility to destroy it. Any altar on this earth, whatever is located, that has received blood sacrifices or any other sacrifice to fight you, To attack you, to destroy you. Today, you want to target that altar and you want to destroy it. Lift up your right hand, say in the name of Jesus. I take authority over my life and my family. And I destroy every altar on the earth. Every altar, no matter its location, every altar that has received blood sacrifices. Or any other sacrifice against, my life, against my, life. my life to destroy my life and to fight me spiritually, to fight me spiritually. today today, I target that altar, target that altar by, the blood of Jesus. by the blood of Jesus. I command the fire of, I the fire of God to locate, altar, to locate that altar wherever it is, wherever it is on, the earth, on the earth. In the name of Jesus, name of when, Jesus I pray, when I clap and pray, I command the fire of I God, the fire of God to, locate the altar, to locate that altar and destroy it now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of in Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command the fire of God, locate that altar. silence the voice voice on every altar altar. speaking against my life speaking against my destiny speaking Speaking against my progress speaking against my prosperity every altar speaking against my business speaking against my prosperity every altar speaking against my life against my children against my marriage right now right now right now now. I locate the altar in the realm of the spirit and when I clap and pray I direct the blood of Jesus I direct the blood of Jesus to locate the altar and destroy it now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus when I clap and pray I command the blood I direct the blood to silence the voice of every altar speaking against my life in life. the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every altar, every altar located on the earth, located on the earth, no matter where it is. No matter where it is any altar any or- that has received a blood sacrifice. A received sacrifice or any other sacrifice or any other sacrifice sacrifices of money sacrifice of money against my life against my life to fight me spiritually to fight me spiritually i command altar i command altar receive fire now 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 receive, now. receive fire now i declare i declare your assignment, against my life your assignment against my life is terminated today, is terminated today. in the name of jesus, in the name of by, jesus. Divine authority, by divine authority i block, I block your access, your access to, my life. to my life i stop i stop your activities, your activities against my life against my spiritually. spiritually i destroy I destroy your voice, your voice against, my life. against my life i silence your I voice, silence your voice and, I and i declare you have no authority you have no authority no power against my life from today by the blood of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I render that altar inactive against my life in Jesus name 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 every altar that has received an assignment that has received a sacrifice Against my, against my life. Receive fire, we see fire now. now. Judges chapter 6, verse 25. Now it came to pass the same night. The reason why sometimes it's good to spend time with God in the night is because God likes to talk to people every time, including the night. <laughs> the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down. The altar of Baal that your father has. Praise God. Gideon did not erect this altar. His father did. But God appeared to Gideon and said, this altar is a limitation in your life. How do I know that? Remember, look at what Gideon said about himself. I think it was, it is rather, in verse 14. Verse 14. And the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours. And you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianite. Have I not sent you? Look at verse 15. So Gideon said to God, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest. The reason why his clan became the weakest was because of that altar. Hello? God came and said, Gideon, the whole nation is waiting for you. You are the one born to deliver. You are the deliverer by birth. But he was an entity by experience. He said, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. You can be born great and die small. Because there are things that are limiting your potential. Today, I pray that every limitation your potential will be destroyed. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen every limitation on your potential. Let it be destroyed. I curse every limitation. Hallelujah. He said, I am the least in my father's house. So God said, I'll show you why it's happening. I'll show you how it's happening. So God woke him up in the night. He said, go to your father's altar. Give me the Bible scripture, 25, and pull it down. He said, tear down the altar of Baal that your father has and cut down the wooden image that is beside it. Hallelujah. And build an altar to the Lord. So, God told Gideon, destroy the altar existing in your father's house and build a new altar unto me, unto God. That is why we give offerings on the altar of God. We are raising a counter altar against every other altar. Because today, we are trusting God that Power will flow from this altar into your father's house and your mother's house. Amen. That is strategic warfare. Look at verse 27. So Gideon took ten men from his, among his servants and did as the Lord had said to him. But because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, too much to do it by day, he did it by night. That means nobody saw him. Hello? But look at verse 27. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, there was the altar of Baal torn down, and the wooden image that was beside it was cut down. And the second bull was being offered on the altar which had been built. So they said to one another, who has done this thing? And when they had inquired and asked, they said, Gideon the son of Joah, they inquired, What kind of inquiries did they do? I believe they performed oracles. They consulted oracles. They were able to tell who did it. They were able to tell who did it. It's still more interesting when you, look, when you read further. Verse 30. Then the, the men of the city said to Joash, bring out your son that he may die because he has turned down the altar. But who, who erected the altar? Gideon's father, isn't it? Whose name is Joash? All right? Good. Look at what he said. Verse 31, but Joash said to all who stood against him, would you plead for Baal? Will you save him? Let the one who will plead for him be put to death by morning. If he is a god, let him plead for himself. Now, it it tells me Gideon's father had stopped believing in worshipping the altar. And yet, the thing was still fighting. The family other family members have taken over the worship with vim to the extent that the person who erected the altar himself was not complaining that the altar has been destroyed, but other people. Because the spirits in that altar has entered them. And they managed to know who did it. But the man who erected the altar said, nobody's going to fight for that altar, if that altar is truly powerful, let him come and fight my son. I think Joah said, Let me see whether this altar and the God who appeared to Gideon, which of them is stronger? And when that happened, Gideon emerged. His authority and prominence, prominence, and greatness, and all that has been hiding in him, came out. Bible said he blew the trumpet. Gideon blew the trumpet. Okay, then all the Midianites and Amalekites, the people of the East, gathered together, and they crossed over, and then come in the valley of Israel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. I pray that today, after this prayer, fresh anointing is going to come upon somebody. Amen. I realized that if you don't deal with your family background, even the rain of the flow of the anointing in your life, can be interrupted. This week I was talking with some friends about one man of God. And after we spoke and spoke and spoke, it came down to the fact that if you don't know how to deal with these things very well, you can be born great and die shamefully as an entity. That will not be your story. Amen. I said, that will not be your story. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That will never be your story ever, 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 ever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet. And the Abiezrites got <laughs> This man used to hide in caves. He didn't do any publicity campaign or anything. He just dealt with the spirit through things very well. Took a trumpet, and you remember, if you read from Judges chapter one, Israel has been under bondage to Midian for over seven years, and everybody was scared of the Midianites. Nobody wanted to go to war. But this special day, Israel had a trumpet blow, and suddenly all the men, they said, "Let's go to war." Praise the Lord. Because now we have a captain, we have a leader. What made the people to believe Gideon could lead them? Because they were not there when God appeared to him. But when you deal with things right, physically, things begin to change. When you deal with things well in the spirit, physically, things begin to change. And I prophesy over somebody that by the end of this fast, you will go out there and be wondering, what has happened to my business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Physically, you go out there, maybe wondering, ah, what is going on? Praise the Lord. He blew the trumpet. And somebody here, your voice is about to be heard afar. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. From the hiding place, from the identity of non-entity, you, you are about to lift up your voice. And people will say, Where have you been hiding all these years? I like this prophecy. I like this prophecy. I like this prophecy. <laughs> People, are your voice, your influence, your impact, your business, suddenly you are going to say, ah, so this shop has been here all these years. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every altar in my father's house. Every altar in my father's house. Every altar in my, house. Every altar in my mother's house. Every altar in my contending against, against my life and my progress and my, progress. And my, prosperity. And my prosperity and my success. And my success. Today, Today. When, I clap and pray, when I clap and pray, I command the fire, I command the fire of God to locate that and altar and burn it down. I direct the blood of Jesus Upon, upon, that upon that to altar destroy to destroy it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, in the name of today, Jesus. today when I clap and pray I, and I pray, enter my father's house I enter my, I enter house. my mother's house, I enter my mother's and, house. I and I pray that I let the every altar, let the every erected, altar in erected in that house to destroy, to destroy the, lives people, the, lives pain, to the lives of people to limit the lives of people of to family. hinder the glory of today, the family today let that altar be destroyed let that altar in be the name of Jesus Let's take the fifth one, the voice of people in authority. People in authority. And by now, when I say people in authority, you know we can talk about two key people. First one is your parents. Now, many of us, our parents did not know God, and they did not understand the power of blessing and cursing. Mistakenly, out of anger, they might have said things against you. Don't make a mistake. It works. Out of anger. Maybe before you gave a life to Christ, you annoyed your father or mother. And he said curses, you know, my mother gave birth to six children. Only one is dead. And the one who is dead was, I can say, the most privileged in life. But he's the only one I had my father cursed several times. My father was drunk with alcohol because my brother was, had such a bad temper. He would stand up to my father, exchange words with my father. So we can't put all the blame on my brother. You can be an angel, you'll be annoyed. When we all became born again, my brother became born again, my father became born again, several times we sat down. I told my father, you need to forgive my brother and reverse the curse. And my father did. I, I I I can remember like three several times I sat down with my father and my brother. And he said, oh, but you know those times. Even me myself, I wasn't right. We all didn't know. So, Boku, I forgive you. I forgive you. I don't have anything against you. Anything I've said against you, I forgive you. And yet, my brother was the first and the only person to die. My brother died at the age of 42 or so. These things we are talking about, don't play with it. And I don't think my brother's death was by accident. So I am not teaching you things I haven't seen. Are you hearing me? And when you offend people in authority, you don't need to hear them say anything. The fact that the person didn't say anything. To your hearing. There's not me, he has not said, you know, my other sister has a stroke now. And uh, she went for uh, a prayer camp, and the prophet said, You offended your mother. She spoke against you. You know, my mother had a stroke for six years. This lady was the one taking care of my mom. I, we, we all sat and said, You come take care of my mom. We'll give you money, we'll take care of you, everything. After one year, there was a misunderstanding between her and my other sister in Tema. Pack packed her things says, I'm going. My mother had a stroke. With I begged this lady. I did everything. She said, I'm going. So at least, my mother didn't do anything to you. It is my sister that had a misunderstanding with you. So even if you not take care of your mom, at least come and visit her once in a while. That lady, this lady packed her things and left my hometown and never came again for five years until so my mother died. Then she came for the funeral. Then she came and asked us to forgive her. We did forgive her. She's paralyzed now. And I didn't hear my mother say anything or anybody say anything, but a prophet somewhere, who, has, who doesn't know my sister from anywhere, is saying, your mother, how can a woman be lying on one place for five years? Six, and her child never came to see her, and then she won't say anything. Can you do that? I mean, be frank. Be, be honest to yourself. One day you say, oh, so, Ajo, is that how you are? I carried you in my womb for nine months, gave birth to you, took care of you. I didn't do anything to you. You abandoned me like that. How could you do that? You know, when people start talking like that, unknowingly, curses are flowing. In fact, if your parent mentions your name and say, hmm, it's a curse. Hallelujah. Genesis 49. We'll deal with this last one, and then I'll let you sit down. So anything. Verse 2. Genesis 49, verse 2. He said, gather together here, you sons of Jacob, and listen to Israel, your father. Verse 3. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. stable as water, you shall not excel, because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. My couch. Couch or coach or whatever they call it. Hello? You know, I, I've been reading the Bible, and I've never seen any place where Jacob complained when Reuben slept with his concubine. He was quiet. I said, hey. He pretended like, oh, it's nothing. But when the day where he mattered most, Reuben, you are my firstborn, but you will not excel. You will not excel. That is how powerful the voice of people in authority can be is somebody hearing me this morning. That is how powerful it can be. If you study the life of the Israelites, nobody will tell you the weakest of the tribes was the tribe of Reuben. The weakest. The weakest. So it is possible that something is fighting you from that direction. And today I want to pray with you to deal with it. I want to pray with you to deal with it. Can somebody say amen? Look at Deuteronomy 33, verse 6. Deuteronomy 33, verse 6. Look at it. He said, Let Reuben live and not die, nor let his men be few. Do you know who was praying this prayer? It was Moses. It was Moses. When Moses was about to die, he pronounced blessing on every tribe. But when he got to Reuben, he didn't pronounce blessing, he made intercession. Because there was a curse hanging. You see, no blessing can flow to somebody that has a curse hanging on his head. So Moses made intercession. And his intercession was that, oh God, let Reuben live and not die. Nor let his men be few." You know why Moses prayed that prayer? Because the tribe of Reuben, people die very young. In the prime of their life, they die. You will never go to the tribe of Reuben and see elderly people. And the tribe was becoming the smallest in terms of numbers. So Moses lifted intercession. There is why Moses lifted because apart from him, nobody else could do anything about that curse. If your father speaks against you, only one person can do something about it. And that person is your spiritual father. Nobody else can do anything about it. So that is why for many of us here, Our father didn't know God to bless us before they died. The only place else you can get blessed is in church by your spiritual father. If you go to church and the only thing you can do is to rebel against your spiritual father, it means that you are not a smart person at all. But that is the only other option left for you. Moses lifted intercession. I believe that instead of telling my father every time to forgive my brother, I should have asked him to go to his pastor to lift up some levels of prayer and interest. And today I want to pray for you if you have ever remembered hurting your father or mother. If you have ever remembered your mother or father getting angry and saying something against you. You know, Noah was drunk when uh, his son Ham mocked him. When he got up, he cursed one of the sons of Ham called Canaan. That's what the land of Canaan could not inherit. The land flow of milk and honey. He cursed. A drunk man, but the cursed away. So the voice of people in authority. I've seen this thing, it works. Yeah, that's why those of you, your parents are still alive and you are avoiding them. You are misbehaving towards them. Okay. I thought about honor this year. So I can't talk any further. Your parents are alive. I envy you. You have a wonderful opportunity to enjoy blessings, even if they aren't believers. Their prayer for you will take you far. And their angry words will take you somewhere. (laughs) So if your parents are alive, you know you have heard them, go and apologize. And don't go and apologize empty-handed. Carry something with you. Say, Daddy, I'm sorry. Because between you and your father, you can never be right. God doesn't do that kind of foolishness. God will never endorse your behavior against your father. He's right. You apologize. You you are the one who must make peace. Even if you are right. Once there's no peace between the two of you, you make the peace. If you do it right and they still want to fight you, God will come in because he's the ultimate judge. He'll say, no, your son is innocent. You can't touch him. That's for those of you, they've told you your mother is a witch. Honor her and God won't let her fight you with her witchcraft. In fact, he should use her witchcraft to bless you. You have no idea. Oh, yeah. She will use her witchcraft to promote you. She will say, my son, anybody that is disturbing you, call me and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you don't know. I'm telling you things. I'm telling you things. Call me and tell me. And leave, leave, leave the person to me. I'll take care of it for you. I had somebody told the, the child, he said, look, as long as I'm alive, nobody can touch you. And the person is not a believer. The person is not a born again person. Told the child, look, look at me. Go anywhere. Don't be afraid of anybody. So, anyone try to die? call me. why are you are not praying that your mother should die because they told you she's a witch, see, you see that all your sense of reasoning has been skewed. Sometimes, also, people who are not your father or mother try to position themselves in your life. That's why I don't allow any auntie to call me her son. Because anybody you call daddy, or mommy, you just give the person authority over your life. Not every man of God is my spiritual father. Pastor, reverend, bishop, I respect you, but that's where it ends. I don't call every man of God my spiritual father. You hear me? Yeah, sometimes people maneuver their way to gain a place of authority over you. And then before you realize, you have you are started calling them so. Don't do that. Don't call people, don't give people certain authority over your life unless you are you are very, very certain about your background. About your background. Auntie is auntie. Uncle is uncle. Unless he's the one who took care of you from infancy, and you look up to him, and you honor him as a father and mother, is good. Yeah, but not everybody in the neighborhood, daddy. Every elderly man you meet, daddy. And there are some people, if you call them daddy and you are suffering, they will not want to identify with that title. Until you prosper. When you prosper, everybody wants to say you are a son. Lift up a right hand. Say, My father. My father. I lift up prayer. I lift up prayer. Over my life. Over my life. Against every voice. Against every voice. Speaking from people of authority. Speaking from people of authority. Against my life. Against my life. Any voice. Any voice. Speaking from people of authority. Speaking from people of authority. Uh, Hallelujah say I deploy the blood of Jesus. I deploy the blood of Jesus to speak, over my life to speak over my life. against every voice. Against every voice. From people of authority. From people of authority that, have spoken against my life that have spoken against my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every case is spoken. Every curse is spoken. unknowingly, unknowingly by my parents against my life. Against my life. Today. Today. By the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I receive mercy. I receive mercy. I receive mercy. I receive mercy. In the name of Jesus. 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 I confess every sin. I confess every sin. Of rebellion. Of rebellion against my parents and people in authority I confess every sin of rebellion against my parents and people in authority I confess every sin in the name of Jesus and father today I receive mercy I receive mercy from the blood of Jesus I receive mercy by the blood of Jesus I receive forgiveness by the blood of Jesus by the blood of Jesus. And I ask you Lord Lord, Let every curse is spoken Let it be reversed Let it be reversed reversed. reversed. Every voice speaking speaking Against my life life. By these curses curses. Let it be broken Let a voice be silenced silenced In the name of Jesus Any demonic entities entities Executing this curse Against my life life. From today today, By the blood of Jesus I destroy your power I destroy your your assignment Against my life I break every curse, I break every curse, I I destroy every entity, in the name of Jesus, every principality, principality. I sign against my life, to execute judgment, judgment judgment. through the curse of rebellion, rebellion. today, Today, by the blood of Jesus, Jesus, I destroy destroy that spirit, that that entity, entity against my life, I declare, by the blood of Jesus, I receive atonement, I receive forgiveness, I forgiveness in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In I declare, I declare, I declare, I declare freedom from every curse by the blood of Jesus. Freedom from every curse by the blood of Jesus. 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 Lord of Fire. Lift up your hands, everybody. I pray, Father, over everyone here who unknown to him or known to him has been cursed by the parents. I stand today as your servant by the authority you have given to me in Christ Jesus over this church and over these people. And Father, like Moses made intercession, I lift up prayer. I lift up intercession for every man here and every woman. And I say, Father, let your mercy prevail today. Amen. 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 Let your mercy prevail. Amen. Your mercy prevail. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I pray and ask you, Lord, let every curse be reversed. Amen. Let every curse be reversed. Amen. In place of curse, let there be blessing. Amen. In place of curse, let there be blessing. Amen. I destroy any power of darkness. Any power of darkness that takes advantage of this curse to execute judgment against anyone here. Today, I arrest that power and I stop its activities. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, listen. What we are doing is very serious. If those of you parents are still alive, go and apologize to them. If they are not alive, Leave it to God. It's well with you. Put your hands together for the Lord. Listen, this thing is so serious, sometimes you didn't even do wrong. <laughs> do you know that when I decided to be a pastor, my mother told me you will suffer. Okay, she wasn't saying us in a curse. She was saying it because the pastoral work, at least at that time, we know it doesn't take people anywhere. So she told me, she said, Menza, you have refused to go to school and work when you are suffering. So don't go and ask money from your brothers who have decided to go to school and work. I went to tell my pastor. and said, I'll, I'll pray for you. you do well. Amen. Later, I used to remind her. I said, you see the thing you said? <laughs> yeah. But you need to know how to deal with these things. I had to go to my pastor and tell him this is what my mother said. That's why you need to have a pastor who knows how to pray. If it was some pastor, you just tell him your mother said that, let's pray and kill her. Let her die. Die. Die, die. If you are now, you are now inviting more curses. So you don't go everywhere for prayer. The power of prayer is not how strong it was prayed. It is how well the scriptures were applied to it. Still under the voice of people in authority. The other pe- person who has power to curse you is who is who? Apart from your parents, who else? I can't hear you. Okay, now let me share some few thoughts with you. I've met many people who have been in churches and pastors have said things against them. Two years ago, I was praying for a daughter of mine. She was in a relationship with a pastor, and they broke up. The pastor spoke things against them. So the Lord told me, overrule it, so I did. The rest is history. I've met church members. The Lord has spoken to me, you know, because some, not every pastor has enough knowledge to deal with her issues. And some church members, too, you are very stubborn now this work is very difficult. You add more pain to it. You know, recently I told a pastor, I don't like going to people's former pastors to ask questions. Oh yeah. Listen, 90% of all of you here, if I talk to your former pastor about you, what I may hear will not be good. <laughs> oh yeah. What I what I hear will not be good. And sometimes it's not because you are bad because but that's that's life. When people come to my church, I study them the way they are. I don't listen to people, what other pastors are saying. I study the person myself, and I make my decision. That this person is a good person, or is not a good person. I don't like going to a former church, a former pastor, to go and ask questions. Because there are some pastors, the moment you leave their church, they curse you. The moment you leave their church, they curse you. The moment you leave their church, they curse you. The moment, you know, and, and so it is my duty to pray for you. You know, sometimes you too, you like going to places. All this prayer I pray is not enough for you. All these miracles you are having every month—miracle service, night of intervention—all these things, my, many, many things are happening. It's not enough for you. You still go to places. The one you are going now, uh, they said, "Hey, bring, you know, bring this amount of money." And you didn't go again. Then they speak curses. Yeah, the guy is becoming too smart. You know, a member of my church, like many years ago, this this business was having issues. When I was praying, the Lord told me. Another man of God is manipulating the business. Because some men of God, the only way they can take your money is when, when things go bad. Then you call them. When you come, when they come, then they said, oh, the Lord has shown me something. Bring this money so that I can do something. But me, I pray for you free. You don't like it. You don't like it. Even if I pray and the breakthrough, happen, give me small, let me also chop. You won't give me. You know? Yeah. There are some men of God. They proclaim like fetish priests. When you come today, they know you are very, they pray problems on you first. Oh, yeah. Because you submitted yourself to them. Some of you are going to submit your business to somebody. I've been here with you all these years. huh? I don't defraud you with my gift. You think I cannot defraud you? You think you are smarter than me? That's why I'm not defrauding you. It's because, it's because I have understanding. Yeah. It is just, if it is just visions, me too, I can see. Yes. Yes. Are you hearing me? The moment you submit yourself to these people, they can play a lot of games with you. And it's all about money. And the day you, you become smart they say, I'm not going there again, they start speaking against you. They start cursing you. They start Because you went in the first place. You know, let me tell a story. A brother in this church was sick for three years. Three years. I wish he was here. I would have called him to testify because he was so surprised when I only it happened. And, you know, he's been to hospital upon hospital prayer upon prayer because this brother is close to many many great men of god who he thinks were more anointed than me so one day he traveled to cape coast and one of his uncles is an elderly man is a pastor the uncle called him and said hey i have seen something about you about to die the guy said yes i know because i've been seeing coffins and death all the time this young guy he likes being close to prophets He likes being close. When he see prophets, oh, he'll rush there. These things are very important. It helps you understand the mysteries of Then The uncle told him, he said, the Lord showed me that there's a prophet you were close to. You found out a secret about the prophet, and you left him, and he's not happy. And he's throwing, he's casting spells against you. So the uncle told him, me, I cannot pray for you to be free from this. Go and tell your pastor. Let him pray for you an elderly man. So the guy came to me in the house. So I asked, okay, what did you find out about who? And he said, well, this is what happened. I went to this man of God one night and he wasn't around and I saw this thing. Apparently the man was into occultic rituals and all that. But he said, I did not let him know I saw it. I just left the house. But the man knew. And the man wanted, this guy suffered. Only God saved this. life. He went through all manner of sicknesses. But do you know the interesting part? I just laid my hands on him and I said, Father, today I bring, and I mention his name, I said, I bring under the covering of God. And I declare that from today, every sickness, and I call them the name of the man. I said, any sickness being thrown against this man through charms and spells, I destroy the sickness, I declare healing to his life, and I command all his afflictions to stop. It wasn't a very long prayer, it wasn't a very difficult thing. To his surprise and my surprise, up to today, is healthy. <laughs> that was how that brother learned to avoid going everywhere to the glory of God. Yeah, so sometimes, out of ignorance or unknowingly, you can meddle with people you shouldn't until you find out and they speak against you. Or maybe you used to be in, a, in another church and you felt the leading to leave. And when you are is like tell everybody when you are leaving a church, live well. Don't speak evil of the pastor. Don't speak evil of the church. Don't tell people leave the church. This church is bad. Blah, 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 blah. The pastor will hear it. Even if there are problems there, don't talk. Just live quietly. And if you have the opportunity, go and tell the pastor. I've relocated and where I am is far. Many people have left this church and spoke to me about it. A lot of our members have traveled abroad. A lot of them have traveled out of I've relocated. Out of Accra, some have relocated in Accra, far away from here. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Because no matter how bad I am, I've I've prayed for you before. So if you are living, you can't speak evil of me and expect it to go well with you. I know better. I don't need to curse you, but it's not good. Amen. Yeah. I ready to pray that prayer? Rise up and say, Father. Today. Okay. So we're doing the same thing. If you can remember, a pastor has said things against you. A pastor said to me, I'm going to beg in Accra. I said, no, I will not beg. Amen. Yeah. A pastor once said about me that I will beg in, on the streets of Accra. Another pastor said, I will not last here for more than six months. But I've been here. It's 11 years. Hello? And I'm doing just fine. And these two people, I've never offended them. That's why it didn't work. But I didn't just sit down because I'm innocent. I prayed. <laughs> I prayed. And I got others above me to also pray. You know, there are people who have said things against you. You didn't do anything wrong. When we start this prayer, don't feel shy, come. Amen? We've left your parents issue. Any man of God, any pastor, anywhere, there's been issue between you and him. He's spoken against you. Come forward. We're going to break it right now. We're going to break it right now. We're going to break it right now. Lift up your right hand. Say, my father, I pray over my life. In the name of Jesus. Any curses spoken by any, by any pastor from my past or my, past or my, present, or my present in the name of Jesus? Name of any, Jesus. Curses any curses spoken against my life, against my life by, any by any pastor or any man of God, or any man of God. in my past? In my path, or, in my or in my present. Today, today I, lift prayer, I lift up prayer over my life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, I confess every sin, confess every sin of, rebellion, of rebellion, knowingly or unknowingly. Knowingly or unknowingly. In, the of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I ask for your mercy. I ask for your I ask forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness in, the in the name of Jesus. And I pray today, and I pray today by, divine by divine authority, I deploy the blood I to speak over my life. I break every curse. 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 Spoken against me. In the name of Jesus. I break every curse. Spoken against me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I release myself from every bondage. Every power. Every power. Executing that curse. against my life by the blood of Jesus Jesus. I destroy that curse curse. in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name name. name. from today today, I deploy the blood to speak over my life life. in Jesus name name. lift up our hands everybody in the congregation I pray father I plead the blood of Jesus over every man, every woman under the sound of my voice Who knowingly or unknowingly has been cursed by any pastor in time past or even in the present. Today, I pray and I lift up intercession. I lift up the blood of Jesus to speak. I reverse every curse spoken. I reverse every curse spoken. Against any man or woman. Under the sound of my voice. That is suffering from any curse spoken. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I declare you free. I declare you free. I declare you are free. Amen. I declare you are free. Amen. I declare you are free. Amen. You are free. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. It's well with you. Put your hands together and be seated. Put your hands together and be seated. Throughout this week, continue to pray this prayer, amen? Continue to pray this prayer. And I want everybody to know here, once you are a member of this church, no matter what you do, I will never curse you. No matter what you do. Are you hearing me? Yeah, the Bible does not permit me to do that. I will continue to pray for you. But the prayer I pray for you will work for everybody to the level of your own relationship with me and your own relationship with God. So if things are not going well, it's not that I am the one cursing you. Sometimes you need to check your life. You know, Jeremiah 7, Jeremiah 7, verse 16, I think. Yeah, that's it. It said, therefore, do not pray for these people. God told Jeremiah one day, don't pray. Nor lift up a cry or prayer for them. Nor make intercession to me, for I will not hear you. You see, there are things when you do it, my prayer for you, God will not even answer it. So let me tell you the truth. I pray for those who are doing everything right, that God will bless them and prosper them. I pray for those who are not doing everything right, that God give them wisdom and understanding so that they can do things right, so that they can now be blessed. I get to me. So even if you're in rebellion, I'm still praying, Lord, touch his heart and set him free from this rebellious spirit. It's a good prayer, isn't it? Look, I can't pray for you when you are in rebellion that God bless. I'll be contradicting the scriptures. Are you hearing me? You are not committed to God. You are not faithful to God. I'm praying for your business. You are not paying tithes. I can't pray that God prosper the business. I'll pray that God show him why he should be faithful in his tithes so that he can be blessed. You see the prayer? Yeah, so no matter what it is, I need to pray for you. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030 340 7970 or 024 33 11201. Remain blessed.